This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I am Jason Klein here with uh, contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and the newest member of the team, Pam Pibas from Inspect It Like a Girl. Today we're looking at some of the top tools. I love this show. You know, when you when you start oh, tool, with yeah, tool time. It's it's that time of year where people are thinking about buying tools sure. for, for people and, and and whether that be yourself or or you know, someone you care for, you should be sure of this purchase. Yes. And it all depends on what you're using the thing for. So uh, we'll get more to that as we go. How are you guys doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We missed you. We missed well, you, I, Jeff. I missed y'all. I really did. Yeah, it's been a minute. So, um, so what have you been working on, Jeff? Well, I've been working on a small vacation, right? So, <laughs> um, so, but I, I got that part out of the way. Good for you. Yeah. So, yeah, we're um, you know same thing. I, you know, it's 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 weird. We've been I've been doing this twenty plus years, and you know, you still get excited about the kitchen remodel, right? right or, yeah. the, or the bathroom of remodel. You do. I mean, it's great. And, uh, so, so yeah, we've got a couple kitchen remodels going. We've got a our large apartment complex that caught on fire, so we're redoing the the apartment complex, which is fun. And, fun. Um, good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So, okay, what's the wife got you trolling around the house doing? Well, yeah. Now that's a total different deal, man. <laughs> right. You know, because we live in the middle of the forest right. with a swimming pool, which I never have understood this. But uh, Wait, wait, wait. In the middle of the woods with a swimming pool. Yeah. So all you do all day is take stuff out of the swimming pool. Of course. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I don't care. It can be a tree in the front yard. It can be a tree in the neighbor's yard. That debris is going in your pool. Right. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Right. So... Um, the neighbors need to be thanking me, right? Because I get all their debris in my pool. I just bought me one of those fun little things that sweeps up the bottom of the pool, and I don't have to do anything. Right, really? right. Well, I love you that know, thing. there there's not a lot of trees around your house either. And oh yes, there are. There are. Oh my God, I have a huge oak tree oh, in the backyard. Okay. You know, we need to talk about how we met too. That's a good story. Okay, well so, we'll get to that after Pam tells us what she's working on. Well, I'm still working on the curtain wall in the back side of the house. The curtain wall? What do you mean? <laughs> well, my house is old, and I've had a lot of foundation work done. And pretty soon after I had that work done, the curtain wall fell off. Wow. The curtain Lifted wall? Lifted the house. And now, the tell back, me what the curtain wall is. It's that brick uh, veneer on the back side of the house. And one night I was laying in the bed, and I heard an explosion. And I ran outside, and the curtain wall had fallen off. An explosion? <laughs> Because it you're was breaking those, those people. It was breaking those brick ties. Pam, yeah. you're one of those people. You run towards the fire. That's, <laughs> I'd be like, nah, I'm tucking in. And we'll see what it is in the morning. So I pulled out the sledgehammer and hired a couple of high school kids, and we're taking that wall down. That you know, is but awesome. Did, did we fully explain what the curtain wall is? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, what is the curtain wall, guys? Well, the curtain wall is that is that row of bricks under your your that. On a conventional foundation, Pam, uh-huh. Pam has a conventional foundation, which not, means it's not, not, not concrete. A slab. That's right. It's it's sitting on pillars. It's sitting up off the ground. Mm-hmm. So from your house to the ground, that's the curtain wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've got you. And I had some veneer on the top side of that as well. So okay. that's what that's what exploded when the brick ties. <laughs> 
okay. all started popping, you and I thought the world was coming to an end. Less explosive material when you build your home. <laughs> I can tell you, on a, now, we've not been here for a while, so I've not been able to tell this story, but Thanksgiving morning, I go out to let the dogs out, you know, and I've got a privacy fence, and I'm going to let the dogs out in the back, and you, you pull the door open, it's, you know, and the 4 by 4 post in the ground, had broken off. Had broken right, off. Right at the top of the ground. Now, get this. This post had been in, embedded in concrete in the driveway since 1989, and it broke. So all that's left is a square hole in the concrete. So it broke at the top. So I had to sit there in the morning, Thanksgiving morning, and drill out the rest of the wood in this uh in this thing to sure. get another one down in there. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Left you a nice, pretty square hole though. It, it didn't was it? a perfect it hole. Was perfect. Um, but but it made it quite. It was more difficult than anything right. I could have, because you know, of course, the pole goes down in there a couple of feet, and I had to drill it out. Wow. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, got it in there, got it fixed, and uh, it, it works like a charm now. But. Uh, I don't even know what to think about that. There's no way that that post was supposed to stay there forever. True. Put there in 89, you know, 30 years ago. Well. And it just so rotted it, out. It lasted as long as it was supposed to. Exactly. It actually kind of overachieved, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, you, you got some time. An overachieving post. It I like was. that. It was. It was overachieving. Um, okay, we're uh, looking at some of the top tools today, but we did get some emails in. I wanted to talk about this real quick. And this is this first email kind of cracked me up because we'd gone through this at my house. All right. <laughs> All right. Alexis says, we have a fireplace insert in a modular home that smokes every single time we use the fireplace. We go to every length to heat the firebox first so the chimney will draw. Once the fire is started and it begins to dwindle in any way, smoke comes out of the fireplace. Smoke comes out when we begin the fire. Smoke comes out uh, at times while the fire is going on. But most of the time, and always, smokes come out. Smoke comes out when the fire dwindles and is about to go out. The house faces north and gets a north wind off the lake. The wind comes from the lake over the house and hits the chimney on the other side of the house. Does this have anything to do with that? Please help. Signed, I hate my fireplace. Okay. Right. Flu's too big. Flu is too big? The flu's too big. Hmm. You didn't just fix that in three words. <laughs> Hang on. Sorry. It might be. It because might be. I have a fireplace and I had the very same problem. Did you? See, I've got a fireplace too. And I, and I uh, if you don't uh, do the firebox right when you start it, there's no way that smoke's going up there. Because in Mississippi... I, my wife and I were kidding about this last night. I was like, in Mississippi, if it gets to be 59 degrees, everybody's wanting to light a fire. Well, that's not quite cold enough to to create a draw unless you make a draw. Well, you can make a draw, and then when that fire starts dwindling down, it's going to lose the draw. Right. Yeah. So I always tell folks to get those glass covers, to put that on there, and then you can... You can, oh, regu- close it, yeah, you can regulate to, it to create that vacuum. To create huh. the vacuum, and then as you when you go to bed at night, you can just close it up completely. Otherwise, it's just not going to draw. And right. some of that has to do with our dew point as well, don't you think? Is that? <sighs> I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe um, now the, there there is the ten and two rule to where you, 
measure up your chimney mm-hmm. ten ten feet. Right. Okay. Out from that ten foot mark, mm-hmm. your roof line needs to be two feet away from that. Right. Uh, well, she to said, make that chimney draw. She said this draw. was a a modular home. So oh, so maybe it's already I missed, set. That I part. missed that part. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I was thinking is if this is she didn't say how old the home was or if they've always used this fireplace. I, I mentioned this to my wife last night. She said, "Oh, they need to clean the chimney." Because the creosote's built up all the way. In, in his I don't know down. that that would have anything to do on the draw, though. Nah. That's just a fire hazard. <laughs> right. That's just the way to burn your house down. Right. I don't know. So you think the pipe may be too big? Well, that's what it ended up being in my situation. Really? Yeah. And the guy had the chimney sweep come in mm-hmm. and um, line the chimney because it was masonry. And oh. so the flue was actually just right. masonry. So he came in and put a metal flue okay, inside, inside of that inside the masonry. and brought it down. And I'm telling you, it works like a charm now. Wow. Wow. Well, okay. All right, folks. You know what? You can get uh, questions like that answered here at Fix It 101. All you've got to do is call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can go online to fixit101 at mpbonline.org, just like Alexa did. All right, uh, Pam, are you the type of person to go and browse the hardware of the big box stores, even if you don't need anything? Or do you always need something? Well, when I walk in, they ask me where things are. Because <laughs> <laughs> you hang out in the store. Yeah, they go, hey, do you know where? Because I just, mm-hmm. I know where everything, you know I've got store? it memorized, yeah. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, no, I, I like going through the tool aisle. Sure. Oh yeah. So of course. Okay. Yeah, you know, there's nothing nothing like going getting a new uh, um, uh, power screwdriver or you know impact wrench. Or, oh man, this time of yeah. year I get so excited because all the sales come out on That's the right. tools. And uh, I am, you know, right after we're going to we're going to take a break here in a second. But right after I come back, I am going to give you the coolest list you've heard. We've said this on the on the show before here, Pam, and I, uh, but one of the things that we noticed years ago when we did our very first tool show on Fix It 101 was, wait a minute, all these guys are owned by the same two companies. Oh, I remember that. There's two companies. Right. I'll let you know what those are and the brands that, that uh, are made by them. Coming up after the break, this is going to be fun. It's time to take our first break of the hour today. We're looking for your winter home improvement questions. And if you're just joining us, uh, we've got a new voice on the mix. Pam Pibas from Inspect It Like a Girl. She's our newest expert to join Fix It 101 team and is here to help with your home improvement projects. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks and Pam Pibus from Inspect It Like a Girl. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email 
to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, before the break, we talked about this uh, manufacturing thing with tools. Okay, this is a time of year when people go out and buy their their friends and family tools or buy themselves tools. It's a great time to do it, too, because a lot of them are on sale. Um, the new models will come out in the spring. So there's, uh, so there's good stuff out there right now. It's really fun. One of the things, though, that uh, we found years ago is that a lot of the tools that you buy – uh, when you go to the stores, are actually manufactured by the same companies, or at least, if nothing else, owned by. Now, I, when, before I start the list, I want to mention this. Because a tool is made by a manufacturer that makes another tool that might not be of the same quality, uh, there are different quality variances in these tools. They're made with different specifications. However, if you look across the line, you'll see a lot of similarities in the tools. So, Here's the deal. Um, so if you go into your big box stores and you're looking for tools, or if you go into your local stores and you're looking for tools, here's who owns those tools or here's who makes them. A company named TTI makes these brands. Rigid, Milwaukee, Ryomi, Ryobi, Homelight. Heart is a new brand out there that TTI just came out with. Heart, H-A-R-T, that they're really pushing this Christmas. Uh, Auric, Hoover, and Dirt Devil. They own TTI owns all of those. Wow. But they're not the big dog, believe it or not. The big dog is uh, S, uh, SBD. Uh, what is that? Stanley Black and Decker. Yes. Who owns Stanley Black and Decker, DeWalt, Craftsman, Irwin, Porter Cable, Mac, Bostitch, Husky? Wow. Yeah. So if you go and you buy uh, something that is made by, say, Black and Decker or Stanley, it's going to have a lot of the same design cues as a DeWalt or a Craftsman. However, that doesn't mean the specs are the same. Now, you know, it, I think Milwaukee's made right here in Mississippi. Right here in Mississippi, sure or is. one of their plants. Yeah, yes. yeah, something. Yeah. So, but now how about Cobalt? Cobalt was part of TTI. Is it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, SB, SB. Cobalt D. is part okay. of the uh, Stanley Black & Decker. Got gotcha. you. Right. Um, and if it's sold in one of those uh, box stores, it's almost always one of those two. Because if you notice, if you'll really think about it, these two are the ones that you see each. Uh, if you think of the two big box retailers, mm-hmm. one of these does each of the stores. They're exclusive to the right, stores. Right. So uh, the orange one uses TTI and the blue one uses SBD. Okay. Thanks for breaking that down for me. Sure. Um Anyway, if uh, if you want to get a call in, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And uh, we're talking about things that uh, – tools and working on stuff in the wintertime. And there's a reason for that. This is kind of interesting. Now, it turned winter like last night um, for most of us here in Mississippi. It'll be summer next week. I'm sure it will be. Well, th- this weekend, 65. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. So, My sinuses are very unhappy. <laughs> right. But wintertime's always tricky. You know, uh, winter should not be forgotten when it's time to remodel, folks. Think about this. I want you to really think about it. The time of the winter months are inside times for remodelers. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good time to get some stuff done. Um, it's uh, Here's some reason why winter is a good time to remodel. Convenient project scheduling. It's usually easier for contractors to schedule work in the winter months, especially if painting, replacing flooring, updating lighting, plumbing. That sort of stuff. There's a lot less exterior work to be done. Um, so that is the hope 
That is the hope. I don't know if uh, local contractors are any less busy than they are any other time of the year. What do you guys think? No. I mean, we, we seem to be as busy in the in the winter months as we are in the summer months. Really? Um, you know where the I think the exception may be is on AC people. Air conditioning people. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. A good a good AC guy will he'll 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 starve in the winter. Mm-hmm. No. You know, cause, cause <laughs> your your heat just doesn't break. Right. It, it doesn't break like like your your AC does. Right. Right. Well, and I tell my clients that winter is a great time to get your duct work sealed in your attic or in your crawl space. Oh, that's a good point. Because the AC guys aren't doing anything but playing cards and smoking cigarettes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Now, it says uh, another thing that you can get with that uh, kind of remodel thing is avoid manufacturer spring prices increases. Now, now, I was talking about this a little bit here. If you're remodeling your home, you may find closeout prices on appliances, be able to purchase materials before manufacturers increase prices for the spring. Because you better bet if you roll up into your home store or local hardware store March 1, all the all the real sparkly stuff is out and it's full price. Yeah, so. and you know it's it's a great time. Unfortunately, the first of the year is a great time for everyone to raise their prices. Right. Yeah. You know it never fails. We get our letters in December. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, your price increase is right. Okay. So, well, uh, let's go to the phone real quick. John's on the line in Melville. What's going on, John? Hey, how you doing? Very good, sir. What's going on? Um. You were talking about the uh, tool manufacturers and the big box stores. Yes, sir. And I noticed that the, I use your vernacular, the blue big box store. Uh huh. Now, looks like they're the only craftsman dealer. That is well, they own the brand, sir. Uh, well, okay. they don't own the brand; they own the contract. Uh, in other words, the the blue one. The blue one just uses the products from Stanley Black and Decker, whereas the orange one only uses products from TTI. So, so Craftsman, they used to be Sears. Yes, right? yes. The Craftsman name, I don't know if you followed that in the news. I did, but but the Craftsman name, when Sears was having trouble years back, they that is one of their premium brands. Yes. So they sold that for a fortune right. to okay. SBD. And so okay. SBD now makes Craftsman tools. Now, I, I, I wonder, does Craftsman still have the same warranty that they used to have? That'd be I mean, dumb. Th- they would they would replace a tool. Yes, I don't care what you did to it. You would take it back, and you would get a brand new Craftsman. Tool. I think that was so much more uh, Sears than it was Craftsman. Okay. Craftsman was an in-house brand for Sears, like right. Kenmore. Yeah. You know? um, so so they were kind of able to do what they wanted with that, but. Uh, John, that's a really good question, but I don't think uh, whomever made Craftsman before makes that now. It's whomever makes the Stanley Black & Decker stuff. Okay. I got you. All Thank right. Thank you. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Um, can we go to Robert? Let's go to Robert and uh, Florence. What's going on, Robert? Uh, got a problem with a commode. <laughs> a what? Commode? A commode. commode. Okay, go for it. <laughs> that's okay. a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, right, this commode one is put down. They didn't get the uh, pipe in the right place. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. So they busted concrete around to make it work. Okay. All right. I've done pull this thing three times to fix because it keeps start. It leaks. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I pour epoxy around that concrete to fill in that void to help seal that stuff up? 
the void around the pipe is not causing the leak. No. Plain and simple. What it sounds like, and I hate using a offset flange. They didn't. They didn't. This is. This may have an offset. I'm not sure. Well, I don't, I don't like offsets it, either. Is it too close to the wall? No, it's, they just didn't get it. In, I don't know why they busted up like that. It's not too close to the wall. Uh, well, I mean, think about it. You could literally set your commode on a pipe with no concrete around it at all. Look, look at a, a conventional foundation. It, it, yeah. the, the concrete around the pipe is not causing the leak. Right. right. Yeah, when they, that's the way they set it up when they first put it in. It was sitting mm-hmm. up there on top of the pipe, and it wasn't touching the floor. It was wobbling, you know? Oh, now, okay. Now, now that's, that, Robert, that's a different issue. Yeah. Now I've dealt with that, Robert, and you literally can cut that flange off to sure. the, the floor level and and put another flange on, or you can even cut below that. That's right. And and do a uh, an insert on that flange and put it back, put the toilet back down. I've done that myself. It's not actually difficult at all. If you've got a Dremel, it takes minutes. Yeah, but, I mean, putting epoxy on the outside of the pipe is not is not going to solve your problem. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, well, I just thought it might keep keep from wobbling a little bit or something. Like well, yeah, no, that's a different issue. Yeah. If if your if your if your flange is too high, like Jason said, cut it off mm-hmm. to the proper height. And, and and if it's just a matter of it needed some shims. Simply shim it. Yeah, and Robert, you can go to uh, any hardware store, and they will sell, and believe it or not, you can, they will sell little plastic shims that you can put in there up yeah. under that toilet to keep it from rocking. Now, let me tell you, that's that's more of a uh, what people would typically consider a temporary uh, fix rather well, yeah, than... Yeah, I think I got the rocking part fixed. The uh, matchbook I- or something? I put I put vinyl flooring in there and it raised it up enough to. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> kind of now, make it level now, but Robert, it was. and maybe I'd like Pam's opinion on this too. Now, I like to seal my commode to the floor. I'm not sealing that commode to for leakage. I'm sealing the commode to keep debris from getting between the finished floor. And the base of the commode—that's right. that would be the only reason I would seal that commode to the floor, but it would not be for leakage. No, right? No. Yeah, it's almost cosmetic, really. Exactly. Right. You know, if you're mopping the floor and you have a piece of debris there, you could shove that under the commode if it's not sealed to the floor. Right. right. So seal it with silicone, right? I like I like clear silicone base of the commode to the to the my finished floor. Okay. Clear so, silicone. That's what I like. Okay. Now, but Robert, you you've got a different issue if that if that flange is leaking. So you either need an offset, or um, you could always double your your wax ring. Um, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So you mean like put two wax rings? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. I will tell you this. I've done that myself, and it explicitly says not to not on right. the bag. But yeah, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I, I'm sure That's my plumber like, don't put I'm, the Q-tip in your I, ear. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure my plumber's <laughs> has got a different opinion, and so right. go ahead and call me. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna call a plumber because a, a, a professional plumber did the first job, and I, yeah. I, I got to get a sorry job. Right. You know, I ain't gonna call his name on here, but right. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> you. YouTube it, man. Um, all right. Thanks, Robert. We really appreciate it. All right. Let's uh, keep going. Some of the reasons uh, that uh, for 
this time of year to do some cool renovations. One of the reasons, and Jeff mentioned it at the top of the show, vacation time. A lot of people are getting out of town, uh, and it may be an optimal time to have work done uh, to uh, avoid disruption of your daily activities. Some big, like kitchen remodels, are just so much better if you go away for a few days. You know, 20-plus years, uh, if you trust your contractor, and you you should have trusted that contractor long before you hired them. So. Right. Um, leave for, for a week <laughs> yeah, or so. No, just yeah, because you're you're just in the way. Well, it's funny. I learned this when I was 16 years old. Okay, I had a Mustang, a '65 Mustang that I had, and I wrecked it. Yeah. Well, I took it into the shop, and. I watched the guy sitting there try to repair it, yeah. and I just freaked out. <laughs> right. I'm like, he's beating on my car, man. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that, you know, that's the process. Well, and, I, look, I've said this many, many times. Is if the general public actually watches us build a house, I, I'm not sure they'd ever buy it. it it's, <laughs> it's not a pretty... It's not a pretty process. There's Mm-mm. there's a lot of waste in new construction or, or any any kind right. of remodel or whatever. There's there's waste. It's 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 dirty. It's dusty. Right. It's noisy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's well, not pretty. It's not pretty. And I have a suggestion. What's that? If you're going to have a remodeling project and you insist on coming mm-hmm. and participating, right. then you need to budget in marriage counseling. Right. Uh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> it is stressful. There's right. some truth to that. Yes. With that, put your opinions in this hopper. 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. You know what? It's time for another break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about your home improvement projects and take a look at some of those top gift ideas for the DIYer in your life. Stay tuned and call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what you're working on for Christmas. Call 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672. 7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. We're Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and ASHI ASHI Certified Home Inspector. Pam Pibas from Inspect It Like a Girl. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Hang on, folks. I had to turn off the heater in the background there. You could hear it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, if you want to make a call to us, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING so we can help answer your question. I have got a question here that is so difficult, Jeff and Pam, that uh, I would love your comments on this. All right. Ready? Crown molding. Nice. Oh. Love it. All right. <laughs> My daughter's renovated New Orleans shotgun has crown molding in the living room, dining room, kitchen area. During the winter, when the Gulf Coast had a dry, cold weather gaps for uh, weather, cold weather gaps formed in the molding where the pieces joined up. Yep. So, like at the corners. That's right. Uh, now the pieces 
because uh, you know now the pieces are touching again. I, this is based on our weather being crazy every That's thirty right. minutes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, but how can she remedy this so the gaps don't happen again? And go. Okay. Uh, it will. It will eventually stop. Really? Absolutely. I it is not going to continue doing that. Why not? Uh, once once that wood gets acclimated to that particular um, environment, uh-huh. it, it's it's done moving. Really? Yes. So I wonder if they have this same problem up north where they don't have the humidity. I doubt it. You know, out 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 west, I, I don't. Where it's real arid I, I and dry. I don't think they have the problem out mm-hmm. west. I, I think it would make sense for the move for the wood to move as much right. since it doesn't have moisture. That's right. I mean, think think about what's sitting up there. It is a piece of wood. It is going to move. You you put an eight foot door on your house. It is going to move. It, it's, it's going to warp. So it dries out like in new construction, and we tell people this all the time when we go in to inspect that new house. The wood will dry. That's right. That's right. But <laughs> and once you're going to have a little separation. Once it does that cycle, mm-hmm. it's 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 going to stop, and that's where it's going to be. And then at that point, if your if your builder or your home is still under warranty at that point, get get your painter back at that point. Let them let them caulk it back up because it, it's not going to. Chances are, it's not going to move again. Because right. you're not putting that trim mold up with the air conditioner on. Yeah, and you're not. And and you know the same thing happens to a wood floor. Right. Let me let so. me ask this. Uh, I've been in the hardware store before and seen PVC crown molding. Sure, is that something that would uh, that does that respond to heat that, and cool the same yeah, way? That that's not going to move. Neither is Hardy. Hardy is not. I'm not saying Hardy makes crown mold. They right, don't. Yeah. But uh, Hardy doesn't move. Right. That, that that's why it's so good on the exterior of your house, and that's why they'll tell you, hey, if you'll put Hardy and paint with a good quality paint, you won't paint again for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's, it's not that the paint is that much better; it's that the substrate is not moving under the paint. It's like right. a is it cement fiber? It is. is. It is a cement is? board. Yes. Yeah. All it's right. like the old asbestos, but it doesn't give you cancer. That, right. Well, right. I, we don't guess <laughs> not it as does. deadly. Right. <laughs> and we don't guess it does. Yeah. Not, not yet. <laughs> it's still, it still it has silica in it. So give it a minute. Robert's on the line in Memphis. What's going on, Robert? Hey, I heard what somebody say that you should know your contractor before you hire. How are you going to go? I, well, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, let me let me say this. He said, trust your contractor right. when, or, or I believe before or whatever. That's right. The, the thought being is that is that hopefully you will have done your due diligence in finding this contractor. Uh, and, and what we mean by that is, is, you know, there's the Internet is just like the most incredible thing for research in the world. And one of the things that you can do, you can go on the State Board of Contractors and, and make sure that the person's licensed. You can go to a, a home building association and see if they're uh, if if they have, you know, you can even, unfortunately, do a BBB thing every once in a while if necessary. But you can look things up to find out if a contractor's up and up. And But we, what we've mentioned on this show is if you want to hire a contractor, get them to give you references of the most recent build sure. they're on. Where, where where are you working right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I want to talk happy? to those people. I want to talk to the person that you're working in their house yesterday. Right, right. 
that's a true picture of where you are. And you know, Robert, let me throw this in there, too. Yeah. Something that you can do as well, and you can threaten this, and you don't absolutely have to do it. But I tell my clients all the time, if you're going to remodel, just tell that contractor you're going to have it inspected before the last draw. Sure. Oh, well, that'll <laughs> fix it. Yeah. yeah, even if you don't. Right. <laughs> right. And you tell them you're gonna. That'll keep from them between a, the ditches. Well, you know, from a from a contractor, that is great news to me. I mm. love that. Right. When a customer tells me, you know what, Jeff, I'm going to have your work inspected. I, you, you know what? I I, I love that. You look uh, at them and just kind of squint not, your eyes like Eastwood and say, "I dare you." You know, not 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 only does it it makes me feel good, it takes some liability away from me. Yeah. Yes. That, you know what, the work you did is correct, but now what you tie it into is a little suspect. No. So, all right. Uh, okay. thanks. I'm, I'm looking to have some floor, some kitchen tile put in the floor. I don't know anyone who, you know, personally who does that. So how do you go about hiring? Do you I, have a uh, go ahead, Pam? Well, something that. It's kind of a new, it's, well, I don't know how new it is, and Jeff, you may have an opinion on this. Some of these big box stores have verified contractors. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing about that is kind of like a big brother watching over them. If they don't do a good job, they don't get and, the next contract. Well, and two, we, we work for the big box stores, mm-hmm. and um, they, they put a warranty on that. Yeah, and I can tell you, Robert, if you can get a uh, get to one of those, the great benefit. I've got a friend who went with one of the two big box stores. The job was botched. They went back to the big box store, and the big box store fixed it. That's right. And, yes, and that's that, they will. Yeah. That's the guarantee that you get with the bigger name. Yep. Yep. But uh, all right, Robert, I hope that works out for you. Let's keep on moving. We're going to go to Tim and Perkinson. What's going on, Tim? Good morning. I got a th- thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I've, I've got a, a house uh, in Hattiesburg that's in the uh, historical district, uh-huh. and the front door is seven foot two inches tall or something along that line. Sure. And I need to replace it or rebuild it. Hmm. I've got a uh, the, the insert is warping. It's in you know I got your basic. The door, door frame, not the, not the, not the casing. Right. Frame, but, the, uh, front, the, 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 yeah. ins, the, the insert is warped, like the veneer is warping. I was thinking about just cutting that out and trying to replace it. Just wonder what your uh, opinion might be on what to do. Is this solid wood door? Yeah, I believe Probably. so, yeah. Probably is. Gla- any glass in it? Yeah, it has, has some yeah, it has some small windows on the top, eight little pieces of glass. Okay. Fellas? Yeah. Or uh, Pam, too. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, ladies. Sorry. Everybody. Yeah. I know it's hard. I know. I'm, war- I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, so, thoughts on yeah, this door? Of course. Uh, Tim, um, you can, there's a, there's a mill shop in the Jackson area that will build you a new door. That's one route. It looks historic. It'll, it'll look just like the one you have on your house right now. So okay. that if it's my house, I'm going to my mill shop. I don't know if there's one in the Hattiesburg area or not, just to look for one. There's going to be one in South Mississippi somewhere. Yeah, if not, come to the Jackson area, and there's a, there's a mill shop. I'd have them um, uh, build me a new door unit. That, that's going to okay. mean the frame and the door. You know, Tim, i got to think that there in the pine belt, you're going to find a – 
a mill somewhere. You could have a yeah. mill shop yeah. in Hattiesburg. <laughs> I, I'm sure there is. I'm just, I don't work in that area, so right. I can't answer that. So, uh, what about going to, a, um, I'm thinking, because I just love old stuff, so I'm going to go to the salvage store. Kind of like the Old House Depot kind of thing. Old House, or, or there's another one in yeah, Midtown. Sure. And, yeah. you know, you if know I've what, got a good finishing carpenter, I'm yep. going to do my measurements, and you know I'm going to get something about, old. Tim? You know what kind of uh, store she's talking about? Yeah, yeah, where, you, where people, when they tear down an old building. Right. The, yeah. And these, if you've never gone and looked around these things, you're missing an amazing thing. It's, it's, you walk in and you see all of these things that made such gorgeous houses over the past literally couple hundred years. Well, you need to take a day trip down to New Orleans and go to the bank. Oh, yes. But you oh, need to man. go to the bank before you go to the bank. Because right. yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. really happy with their stuff down yeah, They're very, very proud of that. <laughs> Yeah, that that you, you you worried me right from the get go. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I've done that. I have. Um, yeah, I, I bought some doors from. I've the got bank. old doors in my house. Sure. My bathroom door, my guest bedroom door. My guest bedroom door is an office door that so, I painted the glass, and it's just cool. I mean, people come in and they yeah. just think it's cool. So, is this something that he definitely should try to get a new door, or is there repair doable here, Tim? I, I like I like both scenarios. Pam Pam says go find an old door. I said go go Make build a new a, door. Go build a brand new door that looks like the old door. So to, to, it's chocolate to, and vanilla. To, to throw in the rest of the story, it's a foreclosed property, so nobody wants to spend a lot of money on it. Right? Yeah. You hmm. know, it's not mine. I'm just I'm just the contractor doing the. Ah, doing the work. Is, well, it, is it a structurally pleasing yeah. door? I mean, when you look at it, is it kind of a nice door? Or is it a foreclosed, let's get rid of it door? No, no. Well, the problem is, like I say, it's seven foot two inches, I think. Oh, yeah, it's okay. That's all right. Just the height on it. Well, yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think getting a new door built or buying an old door, those two prices are probably going to be very, very close to each other. Okay. Okay. So. All right, Tim. Uh hope we could help you out there with that. Uh, I appreciate the call. If you want to get a call on, just call us at 877-MPB-RING if you want to ask a question. 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at org. Got another email here. And uh, this is from John. He says, I have a home that was built in 1964, and the fireplace is non-functional and crumbling. I want to rebuild it so that uh, so that a freestanding wood stove was sit inside a tall opening with a sealed fuel pipe and outside combustion air intake built in. This will provide heat and alternative cooking surface in case of power outage. Can you recommend? All right, here we go. Can you recommend a mason in North Mississippi? Um, you know what? I think you're in the right. I think you're in the right direction here, Travis. Uh, or John, uh, the reason why I say that is because if you've got a crumbling fireplace, I, it's better to just go ahead and bring that down instead of. Yeah, I mean, um, not, not, what is that? 50, 64. 50. 60. And if it's no, not it's had some, proper. something years old. 50, if it, wait a minute, how old am I? 50, 56. <laughs> 56 years old, so. I just gave it away. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. it's probably time to rebuild, remodel. Uh, well, let me tell you something, too, because I have a buddy. I, every summer I go up to Canada and hang out mm-hmm. with my friend Peter, and he has a cottage on an island. Mm-hmm. And I go for 10 days and I just stare at the water. And he had that problem really? where the fireplace was crumbling. Mm-hmm. And so he hired a mason to come in and rebuild it, and he did it wrong. 
Oh, boy. And so the flu was too big, going uh-huh. back to our previous conversation. Mm-hmm. And so here on this nice, beautiful island, he has to have a fan in the top of his fireplace of the chimney. In order to pull. So anytime we're sitting there with our nice little fire going, right? so whoever does it, make sure that they're licensed and bonded and they know what they're doing and they understand the draw that needs to be on the fireplace and the dimensions of the chimney that needs to go on top of that insert. Yeah, if they can build a fence, that does not mean they can build a chimney. <laughs> exactly. So. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Anthony. Let's uh, keep going. Where are we going next, Java? All right. Let's go to Kathleen and Osaka. What's going on, Kathleen? Oh, everything. I'm enjoying your show. Thank this you, ma'am. The, great, uh, the best one group you put together, her, and don't forget Timmy. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I've got a little comment. I did go to the bank one time when I first moved up here. In New Orleans? Wanted, uh, in The one in New Orleans. But mm-hmm. lots of the stores you know, around here uh, have them, that sort of thing. Right. And I had an old door. And uh, we swapped the old door for a bigger door. And I put it on its side and used it for a headboard. I just had a carpenter, finished carpenter, come in and put a strip across the top where you would look at it. And he put some molding there to make it kind of fancy. And it looked great. It fit the size of the bed. And I, if you go in these stores, a lot of them are padded with this leather. And they've got, it may look nice, but it doesn't reach the style. And you could do a lot with one of those old doors. Yeah. So I, that's a good, good project. And I have a question, too. Yes, ma'am. Um, when you have door exterior doors put in, mm-hmm. it's got to have the frame, and I don't know what damage is done or whatever, mm-hmm. but I've got to get two done. I want them the same. Mm-hmm. I've got to find out if there's a problem with all this moisture that we're having now. To do it now or wait till spring would be better. I, I'm in a loss about that. I'm anxious to get it done, but I don't want to do it in the wrong area and have it all out of whack in one season. What do you guys think? Any thoughts there? I'm okay with doing it now. I think it's more important to seal that door. And when I mean seal it, I mean seal all six sides of that door. Right. So... Um, and where your hardware goes in. That's right. Yeah, good, great point. Uh, you know, the door's going to come with a door sweep on it. Take that door sweep off and make sure you seal that and then put that door sweep back on. So wow. let's, let's, don't, let's don't forget that part. All right. And thanks, Kathleen. All right, thanks, Kevin. What is the floor? Uh, what's that thing that goes across the bottom of the door? Got it. Escape. Threshold. Threshold. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the ones I find are kind of... Flimsy, in my opinion. I'm like Tim the two-man tailor and female stuff. Hmm. And I want something specific. So when a washer or dryer breaks on the inside of the house, they roll it over the threshold. It doesn't take off the threshold every time I have a repair or something done. Kathleen, the box stores have got entire sections for just the thresholds that you can cut to length, whatever it is that you need. Well, what she's saying, though, and I, we mm. see this quite a bit, is that they're not supported underneath. Yeah. They don't come in and, and put any shims or support, and you run a washing machine or a refrigerator oh, yeah. over that, and it just cracks it right in half. So yeah. that's a that's a really good point. And I wanted, Kathleen, I, I just, you're my new favorite person mm-hmm. talking about using old doors, but what I did with an old door is I cut it in half and made a coffee table out of it. Nice. And my friends come over, and they think it's the coolest thing ever. I use conduit and mm-hmm. uh, casters. 
So it rolls all over the place. My cats oh, cool. like ski on it at night when I'm asleep. Why wouldn't they? Sure, yes. I mean, that's something to do. Mm-hmm. All right, Kathleen, we really appreciate it. Let's keep moving. We've got a couple more calls to get to. Anthony is on the line in Jackson. What's going on, Anthony? Sorry to shift the subject a little bit. No. But, um, but I have a, I put in a tankless water heater mm-hmm. and replaced my old water heater. Um, is there anything I could do? Because sometimes when the washing machine is on and I take a shower, the pressure goes down where it's not, it's the pressure of the hot water is not, a, not kicking out the same way is when the washer is off. Uh, is there any way I can correct that? Hmm. Well, Pam, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I've got an opinion. I know. Let me ask you a question. How old's the house? Uh, my house is, uh, it was built at 72. Okay, so your plumbing lines are, are what? They're smaller lines. Yeah, they may be smaller lines, and then... Maybe a I'm sure Jeff has. I mean, I love well, tankless water heaters. I, I, yeah, I, I do you, too. Now, the, and, and there's various sizes of water of tankless. Do do you know? Do you know what the output of your water heater is? It's six and a half gallons per minute, eight gallons per minute. I think it's. I think it's. I think I got an eight, 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 eight point five, something like that. Eight point five gallons per minute. You may be a little undersized. If if um, if you're trying to do the wash and take a shower all at the same time, um, that that would be my opinion that the water heater is undersized for the demand. And it could also be. Let me ask this: Are you talking pressure or are you talking temperature? Talking about pressure. Oh, pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're still getting enough heat; it's just not coming out as fast. Right. Yes, when both of them on. Okay. Okay. So, um, is there a is there anything Anthony can do to help this situation? It might increase the size of the water line coming in. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The Wash volume, clothes at night. The the volume, well, or the volume of water coming in. Coming into the water heater. Coming into the house. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, hope that helps out some. Let's let's keep going real quick. Am I right, Java? Vicky's on the line in Mantachi. What's up, Vicky? Yes, I'm glad to hear Pam on there because Me I am too. a woman. Uh, <laughs> and I, my sister is also uh, has an inspection sticker, so she's she's great too. But listen, this is my this is my take on all this from a woman's standpoint. Uh-huh. In 2014, I was hit. My farm was hit by a tornado, uh-huh. EF3, that that mowed down Chipolo. It also mowed down all my barns. Mm-hmm. I remember that? Um, Yikes. Yeah, and I had animals. I had 70, 80 animals. I had to. Mm-hmm. So it was a real disaster here. So sorry. I it it worked out that I approached two companies for the materials to rebuild. Mm-hmm. They each um, uh, indicated they had someone who could do it. However, after I interviewed <laughs> three of them, mm-hmm. it was clear who I wanted. I'm referring to the gentleman who said, how do you qualify? I think you really can't qualify just on paper, especially yeah. if you're a woman, because they will talk down to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not talking about all contractors, right. but they tend to think a woman knows nothing about anything. And I can tell you that I had my plan ready. I had my materials ready. I had everything ready. And yet I had this little old lady um, and I'm 70-something, uh, idea that I could not 
make up my own mind about what I wanted and how I wanted it done. For instance, pole barns. My previous contractor put my pole in the ground one foot. Ah. Ah. I, found it. I found it after all 20 posts came up came out, out of the ground, ground like yeah. a parasol. I found out that he had put it in the ground less than one foot. So my next contractor put him in the ground four feet. It won't protect me, but it will help. Yeah. Well, and this is where I go back to when you're going to have some work done, tell them you're going to have it inspected. After. Yeah. <laughs> And and because I crawled out, I had foundation work done like 10 years ago, and I told the guy, I'm going to check it, and I came crawling back out from underneath my house, and I looked at the guy, and I said, did you not know what I do for a living? Right. <laughs> All right, Vicki, I hope that helps out. Thank you for the advice. We really appreciate it, and that is why Pam is here. Do we have time for one more, Java? No, no, that's about it. Okay. Well, if you want to... Uh, get your question answered, please send us an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll get to it. We've got a bunch of them. All right, folks, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Javid Chapman. Our call screener for today was... Michelle Makaru for Jeff Simmons and Pam Pibus. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Jay White. Join us next Wednesday at 9, hopefully, for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.